Hello and welcome to this episode of Plenty. Today I have a really fun guest for you. She's my friend Tracy Campoli. She is a fitness and wellness expert for women over 40. She has incredible fitness videos on YouTube. She's grown a huge following from her videos and her, her reels on Instagram, and she is really inspiring and really changing the face of what it means to be vital at any age. She also became a mom just a few months shy of her 45th birthday, and so she is really in this dance of motherhood, running an online business, reinventing what wellness is. Um, we talk about being New England girls living in Miami. We talk about raising daughters. We talk about body confidence, loving your body, and also being able to achieve your fitness goals. And what is the dance between those two? How can they work together? We talk about money mindset, money paradigms, growing an online business, when to take advice from outside sources, when not to, getting the right support, and so many other things. So Tracy is fun, she's honest, she's spicy, and I think you're gonna love this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Plenty. I'm your host, Kate Northrup, and together we are going on a journey to help you have an incredible relationship with money, time, and energy, and to have abundance on every possible level. Every week, we're going to dive in with experts and insights to help you unlock a life of plenty. Let's go fill our cups. Hey, Tracy. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Kate. Welcome to plenty. I love it. We are feeling plentiful. We are feeling plentiful. <laughs> okay, so when I met you, actually, you were in kind of, you, you have gone through like quite a bit of expansion oh, in yeah. the last two and a half years since I've met you. Um, as have I, but we're here to talk about you today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, from a business perspective, you have blown up in a lot of ways. You know, your, your Instagram following, your YouTube, um, your videos, helping women with their fitness and health over 40, which we're going to talk about some of your yes. hot tips for that. But I want to know, was there anything in particular that was required for you in terms of internal work that made you available and ready for that kind of external up level? That, that is a juicy, juicy question. Let's um, talk about it. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, listen, I think that you and I can both agree it's all internal. Everything is internal, you know, producing those external re results. I think when we first met, I was actually feeling really shaken on my foundation. Like, how do I balance, like, motherhood? Also, yeah, because you had a two-year-old at I that had, time. Yes, I had a two-year-old. I also had a lot of support that wasn't supportive. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. Oh, I remember. <laughs> so, and that was on both the business and the personal side because everything is related, right? And so I think what was most required was for me to really take ownership of my life. You know, I think, listen, I mean having a new child, running a business, throw in a pandemic, you know, like move to a new city. Like there was a lot of change over years. And I think, you know, as even though gratefully I have a business that was already set up to support me with all of these changes, I was rocked. My foundation was rocked just internally. Like I just felt sort of like, what's going on here? And, and so I think it really 
required me to just take ownership of my life and to make some hard decisions, allow myself to be uncomfortable, you know, let some people that played a big role in my business and in my personal life, just let them go so that I could just really, you know, steer the ship. Mm -hmm. What was wrapped up in those hard decisions for you? Why do you think that it felt hard? Like, cause for honestly, for some people like, you know, you know, my husband, Mike, he's very direct. Yeah. He's just be like, it's not working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like and that. And you're not like that. <laughs> so what, yeah. What was wrapped up in that for you? And what did it take for you to be ready and have the courage to have those hard conversations? And that's, we'll, I'm going to cough. So I, okay. A few things. I think what was behind it was the fear. The fear of the unknown, the fear of how am I going to be able to survive, you know, and safety. You know, what's known is safe. What yeah. we are used to, even if it's not working, mm -hmm. it's safe, right? And this is stuff that, like, of course, I speak to all my students and my clients about this kind of thing. But it really was like, I just couldn't ignore it anymore. Like, this isn't working for me. And so I was really afraid to make some of these changes, you know, because on paper, it looked like I had this great support, but it really wasn't working for me. And so I had to really just be willing to not know everything, to not know exactly how things were going to work out, to try new things, and to just let myself be in the moment and sit in those uncomfortable feelings. What was not working for you about the support? Obviously, just whatever you're willing to share, yeah. knowing that it's personal. So, So I felt, you know, with like, family support, and this is a good one for people that are new moms, so lean in. I think it's really common for women, because I've talked to a lot of my mom friends, that the first person that helps you with your family is kind of like, oh, because, you know, it was like taking home my child. And not to say this person was a great fit at first, but we, I definitely outgrew the relationship. And I really felt like the role of responsibility was shifted and it wasn't me you know it wasn't me that was really the person that should have been making the decisions like decisions were being made for me that makes sense and so i was like this just doesn't feel good but i was afraid to change because i was like there was safety you know this you know those kinds of things so that was really hard uh, from a family perspective you know throwing a husband in there too right who has his feelings and his yeah. You know, like it's that that can be challenging. I do hear, you know, in case you're listening and this is this is for you, too. I hear from th this wasn't the case in my family, mm -hmm. but I, but I, it's very common. So I'm going to ask you more about how yeah, you navigated yeah. it, that it's very common that the partner so that the like the the woman will. I'm just I'm going heteronormative yeah, yeah. right now because this is what has been the pattern in the relationships yeah. that are with these conversations that the woman will maybe want to change the support structure or whatever. And then there's sort of more of like a papa bear, like I do not want to have a stranger in my home, sort yes. of like safety and protection, which I love, right. love the safety and protection yeah. vibe. That hasn't been the case in my, in my family, mm -hmm. but I know that that can be something that people navigate. Yeah. And so anyway, you know, whatever you want to share about all of how you navigated that so that you could really get the right support for all of you. Well, what I think is really interesting is that I knew on a subconscious level, this is messing with my business. This isn't just messing with my family, okay. but having this sort of negative energy and me not taking the ownership, mm. you know, 
was affecting my business. Like I knew it. Right. I knew it. I felt it. I knew it. You know, so historically, this is something I'd like to change. I'm slow to make big, scary changes. And it's funny because I think I'm a pretty brave person. I'm like, okay, cool. This makes me scared. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But when it comes to something like this, and especially with things that I don't know, you know, like I run an online business. I don't even know how to make a slide. On like a PowerPoint? No. <laughs> like, I love that. Not at all. People great. think like, oh, yeah. Stick with that. I don't. I, you know, so it's like, it's great because it keeps me in line, yeah. right? It helps, helps yeah, with the growth. Like, I don't know how to do this. But it's also frustrating, right? Because it's like when you know, like, I know things should, you know, operate like X, Y, and Z, but I can't do it. So with the right. personal, with the family and support, definitely, you know, my husband is a super, like, he's a fantastic dad, a fantastic husband and papa bear and like, you know, really like, let's not rock the boat. And on some level, it's like, because the boat's going to rock for him as well yes. or for your partner, right? Hey, and so Nobody likes change. So I finally just was like, I cannot, you know, you just have to draw the line in yep. the sand. Yep. And I, when I think back, it's like, I think of like past relationships before I met my husband. It was like, uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. And then I'm an Italian Scorpio and I'm like, we're done. <laughs> that's it. You know, like, like the, one day, one day to the next. next. Yeah. I love and that. so I had a couple moments where I reached that point, but then I just second guessed, guessed it and yeah. just was like, oh, okay, because of X, Y, and Z. But then I finally just said no more. And like most uncomfortable things, best decision I ever made. I love it. I you love know, it. Like on the personal level, on the professional level, yeah. I know you were navigating some things in both. Okay. And so you were, you, you went through the discomfort to have those hard conversations, mm -hmm. make those decisions. Yeah. Was there then a lag where you went from having like, on paper, the mm -hmm. right support, even though it didn't necessarily feel yeah. right, to then actually finding the right support when you just didn't have support? Not really, okay. luckily. I okay. mean, so I basically, when it came to, like, you know, family support, I immediately, like, I was already interviewing before. Yeah. Thinking okay. I was going to make this yeah. change, but then I, I quickly made okay. a change. So that, we, we luckily didn't. We found someone great. But what I've learned is everything is temporary. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have someone great for now. You actually really helped me a lot with that. You were like, you know, I want my my children to, you know, feel as much love oh. from as many places. And I was like, I love that. Oh, I'm so glad yeah. that was helpful. So just to, you know, just to clue you in on what that conversation was, I now this is coming from me as a child who was raised by two doctors. Mm -hmm. We had nannies in my family yeah. my entire life. Mm -hmm. It was just like part of the deal. My parents were like up every third night at the hospital, right. like we just had, they needed help. Yeah. And so growing up, we always had extra people mm -hmm. around and all of those people were at my wedding. I, <laughs> I had all that. of my nannies at the wedding. And, and I just had this sense of like, I am loved by a lot of people mm. and I am safe with a lot of people. Now it's not like we had a different nanny right. every year. Yeah. I mean, these were long-term, mm -hmm. some were with us for eight years. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking a long time. However, I, as a, as a mom who, I, I don't know that I work full time, but anyway, I have a full time business, whatever right. I work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't clock in. I don't know how many hours yeah. I work, yeah. but we do, you know, we do have support with the kids and, mm -hmm. and that has been something that I have been able to share with some folks to just mm -hmm. be able to say like, I want my kids to feel safe and loved with many people mm -hmm. so that they are out in the world generally feeling like, yeah. I can be loved and connected to yes. 
more people. Not to say that they're not discerning and that they're going to trust everyone. That's not because I'm also teaching them how to trust their bodies. And mm-hmm. if it feels like a no, it's a for sure a no. Yes. Like all of that. But I'm glad that was helpful to yeah. you. Um, it ha- It is something that, you know, every now and again, when the mom guilt seeps in, I remind myself of yeah. that, of like, it's really important that my, you know, I'm going to dinner tonight. Like, mm-hmm. it's important that my girls know that they are safe and loved with yes. more than just me and their husband. My, their husband. My husband. <laughs> their husband. Their dad. Well, it's, you know, family. <laughs> I, I, mom guilt, I, I think I, I was not prepared for it. <laughs> and I just am so passionate about, like, no, when those voices come up in my head, like really just checking it and like almost like characterizing it, like like caricaturizing Smart. it. Is that a right yes. word? In the sense of like, listen, this is not real. This is like some BS, you know, patriarchal programming that I am not subscribing to yes. anymore. And so when it comes up, I just have to kind of have a talking to it myself. And it's and it feels good. I'm glad that you brought we're up. we're doing it for our mothers and, and yeah. grandmothers. And like we get to be the break in the chain. And I do get to be the break in the chain. Okay, so here's something I love about you, Tracy. When you go to your Instagram, <laughs> you have incredible fitness tips and wellness tips for women over 40 and like very practical. It's like, what do we do about tightening up the back of our yes. arms? What do we do about like, you know, our waistline? What do we do about, you know, not needing to like count calories yeah. but feel vital and healthy, right? So very practical. And these waters with you run very deep. Yes. You gave me the most incredible poetry book for my birthday. And I felt like I can, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Can you, do you remember what's uh, the name of it? It's, I'm blanking okay. on it too. We'll it's put so it in the good. show yes, notes. It's so, so beautiful. But it really helped me to actually um, understand another layer of you, which I had mm. known through conversation, but I was like, oh, one of the things I love the most mm. is like when people, you know, your brand is very powerful and it's very niched down mm-hmm. and there's a lot to you. So even just now you saying about patriarchal brainwashing yeah. and like we're cutting ancestral ties. Yeah. I want you to know, like if you want to know about fitness and wellness over 40, learn from this woman because mm-hmm. it goes so much deeper than that. And honestly, most people out here on these Internet streets, it doesn't go deeper. True. That's very true. I'm just being honest. Thank you. No. And well, thank you. You know, it's funny. I this is something I used to struggle with. You know, it's the whole like front facing, yes, right. you know, like, but I'm not just an arm workout girl. I'm not, I have so much more to me than that, which is a hundred percent true. true. Yeah. And, you know, to bring people in, we have to give them, you know, what they what want they and need, need, you know, and also what I want to do. I mean, listen, I've had, you know, advisors tell me, you know, you should just do, you know, just your fitness channel and, you know, that's all you do. And I'm like, soul sucking, like you know, not for me, like, no. So one thing that I'm (laughs) recently, since my trip to Italy this past summer, I just decided I'm not listening to anyone else. I do not care anymore what they say to do. I do not want to follow other people's strategies. Mm. I just, and now listen, will that, I don't know, we'll see. But I, I and it's not to say that I know everything. I certainly don't. And when I think back of the things that have been most successful for me, they all came from me. Okay. It was my idea to start I a YouTube channel. Love that. Yeah. Like, it was my idea. Like, I started my YouTube channel in 2011. I was like, I've heard of this, like, weird, girl. you know what I mean? It's been a minute. <laughs> you and I have been around. Yes. Yes. You know? And so, <laughs> so that. when I think of the things that have really, like, moved the needle for me in my business, most of them were actually 
from my spark, my inspiration, my like, hey, that sounds like that would be kind of fun to do and then doing it. So Okay, I love that. So you started, you were an early adopter on YouTube, yes. 2011 for sure. Yes. What else has really moved the needle in your business that was your idea? Well, Instagram Reels. Mm -hmm. So that's where when we first met, I, you know, we we have seen and we, I just mean like the business as a whole, have seen <laughs> have seen a lot of growth you know, and that reach is always something that's very important to me because when I started my business, it was like, I was a Pilates instructor. I had a studio in New York and I, you know, and I worked at a gym at one point and I knew I could only reach the people in that room and right. that's where YouTube and so started for me. And so with Instagram Reels, I just did it again, following the spark of inspiration was like, oh, okay, like I see people doing this. Like, what if I just give myself a challenge to do like five Reels a week, you know? and and at first, I was doing maybe three or four, you know, I was kind of, but I was like at least doing more and having fun and trying to figure it out. And then when I started with consistency, I started seeing like major growth, you know, and and that's been really exciting, you know, just to, I just think there's something wonderful about, you know, helping people and people that don't know you, you know, following along. And then what's what's great about that is that then the journey, you know, you can go as deep or as light as you want. I. This is, I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but when I first started, I used to feel like, oh, you know, we give a lot in the online space. Not many careers give as much as we give, right? Without being paid for it. Absolutely. And yeah, you, you work a lot for work a lot free. For free, you yeah. know? And so I used to have like a sort of like, ugh, you know, and, and with Instagram, I was like, I don't care. I literally don't care if, if I make your day with this arm workout and made you smile today or made you think or do something different or even even better, think differently about being over 40, my job is done. You know what I mean? And I just feel like then it just makes me have more fun doing it. Yes, that is so smart. So what do you want women to know or hope to open up for them about the possibilities that they could experience after 40 that maybe are different than the most of the culture? You know, so like intuition as soon as you ask that was like it just gets better it just keeps getting better and 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 I really to my core believe that you know and I also and we know because we've been on video for a long time don't you feel like even just from a superficial like you're like better yes like like better yes. like just it gets better <laughs> so whoever told you that it doesn't is lying. No, I look at videos in my early 30s and I'm like I look better now. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think it's internal it, that yes. then reflects on the external yes. and, and you know, why, well, I'm going to ask you more about mm -hmm. this, but okay, so carry on. Yeah, I just think <laughs> it's it's really, you know, so I think unfortunately women have been fed this lie. We've been fed a lot of lies. And one of the big ones is like, you know, after a certain age, you know, you're just, it, it's over. You're never going to be fit. You're never going to feel sexy. You shouldn't, God forbid you wear a bikini. We saw each other at the beach the other day, you know, like. I think it's ridiculous. It's absolute lies. So like for me, one of the biggest changes was spending a lot of time in Europe and seeing, you know, for me specifically Italy, seeing these Italian women and the confidence that they carried themselves with. And this was when I was in my late 20s and I was like, that's it. That's what I want. Anything else is noise. That's, that is the guiding star for me. And I will accept nothing else. And I'm like, I can't wait to be like 60 and like, you know, 70 and 80. And, and now I have a four-year-old. So that, like I get chills, that leads the passion for what I do so much greater because I'm like, I will be that mom that she, you know, when I'm 90, 
you know, that's running around with her. We're taking Pilates together, like without a doubt. Yeah. Like that's everything, you know, life is for living. Right. You're never washed up. You are vibrant and alive and, yeah, you know, this juicy, like this juicy, matters. juicy. So obviously we're talking about a perspective and a paradigm that you are living into, yeah. which is so beautiful. And that makes such a huge difference. And in, so, so like it has to start with a paradigm where yeah. you are choosing, like you have yeah. to allow it to just keep getting better and better. And we have our way showers, like those beautiful women in Italy yes. and whoever else, right? I, yeah. And I want to know what are some of the, so knowing that you operate in this paradigm, mm -hmm. what are then some of the, the practical practices that you're doing on a daily or weekly basis mm -hmm. to really support your vitality? Because there's the paradigm and then there's the behavior. Yes. So what are some of the behaviors that you really commit to? Because I will say like, you are such a glorious thriving example of, you know, health and vitality and longevity that I look to and I'm inspired by. So I, I, I wanna know what's happening over there behind Thank the you. scenes. All right, I mean, it's it, it's somewhat like the practical stuff is like, what do you feed your body? What are you eating, right? And unfortunately, especially, you know, in the States, it's not easy. It's true. You know, it's really not easy. I, I yesterday in Whole Foods, was like reading labels with my daughter I know. for, you know, and she was like, I want that yogurt. And I was like, 19 grams of sugar. I was like, this one has nine. We will take this one. And then I like asked her later. So like, you know, reading your labels, eating what feels, I'm not going to say like a, you know, specific way of, of course, eating, right, you know, but right. that's, you know, Just I think. general. Yeah. Being aware of what you're putting inside your body matters. Being aware of what you're putting in your brain, you know, when you are unhappy and miserable and thinking crappy thoughts about yourself or telling yourself, I'm too old, I'm fat, I'm, you know, flabby, I'm da da da, the party's over. Well, guess what? Your body goes, mm -hmm. that's correct. That is correct. So it's, it's when you are really like in appreciation. This is something, especially since I teach fitness and weight loss, you can want to change your body. You can want to lose weight if that's your goal. You can want to, you know, be leaner or stronger or, you know, more fit, whatever that looks like for you. But it has to start with you loving and accepting where are you right now, like in this moment and really just being like, oh, I have a body. Like, this is my body. And we are working together to make the change. That's really key. And I think that when, I don't think, I know when women start, you know, mostly I work with women, when they start really understanding that, that's when it's like, oh my God, I'm doing so much less. Oh my God. It's like, it's just happening because it's like you're working with your conscious and your subconscious mind and things start really flowing together. Mm -hmm. um, that's that. huge. Drink a lot of water, take care of your skin. You know what I mean? Right. Like do all the things. Um, but really, I think the biggest thing is like stop talking crap about yourself. Uh, stop it. Yeah. That's great. That is Huge. so great. That's something we can all really incorporate, yeah. take home with us. It was interesting. So in February, I was approaching my 40th birthday in March. And in February, I my jeans like started getting really mm -hmm. tight. And I was just like, I am not buying new clothes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah. I really like my wardrobe. I'm not buying new clothes. So I was talking to my coach and she, I've worked with her on like emotional stuff and business stuff, mm -hmm. but I had no idea that she actually is also a trained health right. coach. So that was funny. Amazing. But anyway, I was like, I have either like anytime in my life I have decided that I want to change anything about my body, I have ended up sort of basically with a slight eating disorder. 
So I feel like I can, I realized in that moment, I was in a paradigm in which I was saying I can either outgrow my jeans and have to buy a whole new wardrobe, which right. I just don't want to do for a variety of reasons, or I can have an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And my coach was like, oh, hmm. yeah, guess what? You can actually have the health and, and, and be the size that you would mm -hmm. like while aligning with your values. And I feel like that's what you're saying 100%. right now. And I, I mean, you'd think like, I'm pretty smart. Yeah. I've been around. It was such a mind blowing moment that's for me fascinating. to realize the deep programming. Yeah. And I think that I'm curious about this for you. We've had such a beautiful awakening in our culture mm -hmm. around body shaming yeah. and fat phobia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's some incredibly beautiful things about the mm -hmm. body positivity mo yeah. movement and with everything, there's shadow. Yep. And I noticed for myself in that moment that there was shadow and the mm. shadow was I was operating in an either or scenario, which every, anytime we're in black and white thinking, black or white thinking, we're in a trauma response. Yeah. Yep. So my either or scenario was either I can really go off the deep end mm -hmm. and having an eating disorder or I can be in a body that doesn't feel comfortable for me to be in. Mm -hmm. And it felt like there was a little bit of a shadow of like, the that like if I'm doing anything to change the shape of my body that then I'm fat phobic right and not being body positive yeah. so that's not really a question but can you talk about that yeah I mean look this comes up right I'm sure it's it social media I'm right? sure people and, are coming at you oh having feelings oh yes and and I have a daughter and so I am like, oh, you know what I mean? Because it's, again, it's like, how do we say things so that you can help people, <laughs> you know, but not feed into that story and that narrative? It's, it is, it is interesting. So I think what, what I trust is that people understand that I am everything about, like, love your body love your body, love it right now, love it into changing, into whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. You know, I, I, with, I sometimes will have like, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching or small group, you know, experiences. And, you know, that's when, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna spill some tea here, but like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I honestly don't care if you lose weight. I could, I don't care. Would I care more? Like when I know like, oh yes, job done is when you're like, I feel so confident. I yes. feel so good in my body. Like yes. I, I'm loving myself. I'm taking care of myself. I'm being an example to, you know, my family or my friends or whatever. That's the bigger win. Yes. You know, everyone's, listen, everyone's going to have their feelings. You know, I'm a tough cookie. I'm like, okay, I have your feelings. That's fine. Usually, you know, in my case, the people that are like come after you are like very large male trainers. And I'm like, cool. I bet we don't have the same target market so that like good for you mr fitness 3069 you know like that's great <laughs> like, you know i don't think like yeah. you know sally in you know i don't know you los know, angeles yeah. or whatever yeah. is is like I, I don't think we're like really you know talking to the same person here <laughs> but i i think listen i think that it's beautiful we also live in a very body positive city we do which i think is Awesome. Like, I know I all kinds it. of bodies wearing barely anything. Nothing. We, I love it so much. And confidently. Yeah. And I think that that is a great, like my friends that no shade on Los Angeles. I love LA, but like, you know, Miami's vibe is a little different. And, and some of my friends that come and visit are like, 
we like this is good. And I'm like, it is good. It is so yeah. good to see women of all shapes and sizes, all colors, all like living. And that's also that kind of bringing it back to that like Italian vibe. It's yeah. like you see all shapes, all sizes, all colors, like really just owning their stuff. Owning and that their is beauty. Sexy. It is very like sexy. Magnetic. Yeah. That's what we all want. That's what we all want. And yeah. I think it's interesting. So you Can and I, I both. That? Yeah, you did. It was great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you, you and I both grew up in New England, yes. which is like not known as being sexy. Yes. <laughs> Just I mean, let's say it. It, it. It's known for being like really well educated, yes. you know, cold. Yes. Gray. Yes. Historical. <laughs> Just like my. Aunt. And a lot of good yeah. depth, yes. you know, with us New Englanders. Yes. So. In terms of like growing up in Miami, I love what you're saying about this, just like all the different bodies and the love and whatever, because I want my girls to be in that environment. Yeah. Is that an important thing for you as totally. well with, with your daughter? Totally. I mean, I want her to, you know, just love her skin and see like, you know, the difference when I was in my 20s working out was like, I need to be thin. I need to be, I was a dancer, you know, it was like this thin pressure, like, you know, working off bad food, that was the motivation. Now it's like, you know, I'm like, mommy works out because I want to have energy. I want to chase after you. I want to, you know, I want to be the 95-year-old that's like picking up the crumbs off the floor. You know what I mean? Like I, or taking Pilates with my daughter who at yeah. that point would be what, like 50, you know, like fantastic. Like that's the, that's where I'm going, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think Miami is a great and Miami has a lot of, of things. Like the other day, my daughter started walking through and I was like, <laughs> to my husband was like, we're moving. We are moving. Like, Except what? I will say, so I raised my girls until my big one was five and a half and mm -hmm. my little one was almost three in Maine. Mm -hmm. And that innate sensuality is actually in our girls. Yes. Because they were in a small town in Maine, which is not known right. for being sexy, but they were just like in themselves. Yeah. And so it's interesting to also witness like, where that comes up for us mm -hmm. too, yes. you know, around like, I know that for me, I was not raised in a household that was like super celebratory mm -hmm. of women's sexuality mm -hmm. or pleasure yeah. or I, I, I wasn't taught no. about that. Mm -hmm. And I am curious for you growing up in New England, like, did you have models in your lineage of women of, of, owning their beauty and healthy vitality aging. So you are a pattern breaker in this. I am a pattern breaker for sure. I mean, I'm like, we can go deep and Please. I love my family. Let's you go know, there. It's just like, it's interesting. So perfect example. Like I was always the kid. Okay. I saw fame. Ugh. The original movie. I'm gonna Debbie yeah. And I was like, I'm going to become a dancer. Yeah. And move to New York City and dance on cats. Like, that's it. That's That was like, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Cats. Yes, I was like, I'm going to be in dance class with Leroy and it's going to be amazing, yeah. you know? But like, thinking of what age I decided that, I'm now currently doing like family tree stuff to see if I, you know, can get dual citizenship with Italy. Mm. And like, once my family came to Massachusetts, most of them stayed. It's interesting, like, I'm like, the world is so big, you know? Like, it's very, I just feel like I'm wired differently, you know? Than and your family. Than my family, yes. Very much so. Your family. I love my family, but. Of course. Yeah. Of course, it's, you can, it can be both. Yeah. 
When you trace your lineage back, where in Italy are your are your folks from? Outside your, of your Naples, your people, not not your parents, yeah. but your outside of Naples. Outside of so Naples, like okay. Southern the, Italy. Southern Italy. All right, amazing. And did you realize? Was there a point when you realized growing up that you were maybe a little bit wired different? My mother has a famous story that at three years old, I looked at her and said, "It's my life." Wow. And she was like, I, I kind of knew, like, you're going to do your thing and, and that's it, you know? So, I, so, yeah. I mean, I think I just always have had this, like, I just wanted bigger and more. I grew up in a small town in the Berkshires in Massachusetts, beautiful area, but, you know, um, I was always bored. I grew up a lot, like, being bored a lot. It's, I don't ski. <laughs> I don't like winter. We had, like, eight months of snow. Oh, like, yeah. Thank goodness I had, like, dance and theater, you know, as, to, like, keep me active. Because I think I probably would have had a very different life <laughs> if I hadn't had that. How old were you when you moved to New York to be a dancer? Oh my gosh, I the ink wasn't even dry in my diploma. You know, I like you, 17 years old. I was you were like, out. Bye. Wow. Like I was like, I'll never come back. And that <laughs> like, was that. And that was that. And I lived in New York for 22 years. Then you got this inspiration that you were going to start a YouTube channel because you yeah. wanted more reach yes. beyond what. You know, I, I know that there was like also a professional dance yes. career in there. Yes. And then and then you became a Pilates instructor. Yes. You're working in gyms. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm now I'm, I'm super. I have fast forwarded through. We're here. A large part of I your like it. Good. <laughs> no, there's a lot of fast forward. <laughs> now we're getting into digital marketing. <laughs> so you decided you were going to start this YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. At what point, how long were you into starting your online business alongside mm -hmm. training people in person? Mm -hmm. How long was that before you stopped seeing people in person and were went all online that i love this question because i i always was an overlapper uh -huh. you know like so many people like jump and the earth will find you and i was like this girl likes to have money in the bank yes. i never yes. so we'll get into the money yes. conversation too i like i always wanted to have you know more than enough right, right? and so like i was waiting tables and then i got my pilates certification then i was teaching pilates and starting to take on private clients. Then I was like, oh, I want to get into this online thing. So I was like teaching private clients and having my own business, but then building the online. So everything was like building, 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 Great. building. I, I had clients that I just loved. They were like family. So, I mean, I had Pilates clients that I would see them once a week for like 15 years. Amazing. So I think I held on to it too long just because of the relationships. You see a pattern here, <laughs> right? You see how we started this uh -huh. conversation. Are you, do you have a lot of Taurus in your chart? No, no. Okay, we'll, I we'll do that another so. time. Yeah, I know. I have a lot of Scorpio, but so yeah. So too long, too long. But I would say like probably at least I could have made that jump at least three years before I actually did. But okay. at that time, I was like, well, I'm only you know doing yeah, yeah. Like you two just hours, had your people three, you yeah. loved and and you kept going. Yeah. Okay. And then so I am going to make an assumption. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. The assumption is. <laughs> <laughs> that as you grew your online business, mm -hmm. you began making more money than you had as a professional dancer or teaching Pilates in Correct. person. Correct. Correct. Great. And <laughs> we love correct assumptions. <laughs> During that period of time, similar coming back mm -hmm. to the question I asked you at the beginning, mm -hmm. what were some of the internal changes necessary, if any, mm. that were required to open yourself up to receive more money? and be able to make more? I, I love this question. I think it was, you know, seeing what's possible. 
you know, I always think of like possibility portals. You know, sometimes it's a person, sometimes it can be an experience, but just really seeing, you know, oh, there's another way to do this. You know, oh, there's another way for me to make money. I always like one of my founding like principles like that that is really just, you know, one of the most important values for me is freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Like everything I did was like, okay, I want to just feel free. I want to be able to have freedom, make my own decisions, have my own money, like really. And so the internal shifts were, were seeing that it was possible, being able to be, to put yourself out there. I mean, for a lot of people, like I'm pretty extroverted, but I'm also a little, like I can, I'm a little mixture of both. And, you know, at working that muscle, you know, as much as like our muscles, yeah. like being able to like, you know, put yourself on a camera and speak to people and then, you know, be able to like ignore comments and whatever, yes. all the opiniones, because there are lots of them. Opiniones. There are lots of opiniones out there in this world. So, you know. Oh my God. I'm curious about that. Because I will be honest, I literally just left a voice memo for our customer service mm -hmm. concierge this week where I said, hi, this is not your fault. And this is not something you knew before. So, like, this is new information yeah. for, you know, I'm just, like, yeah. I'm not mad. Right. Can you not send me the emails of disgruntled customers? Because it's not, it's not like it was happening a right. lot. But every now and again, she thought I needed to see something. Which, yeah. of course, like, I want the, I want the information. I want the feedback. But I was like, what I need you to do is send it to Mike, <laughs> my husband, right, business partner. Right. And then he can determine if I ever need to actually read yes. the the primary text. I love that. <laughs> and otherwise, he or Takesha, yeah. our community manager, yeah. can filter it and just tell me the nugget that yes. I actually need to know because I'm so freaking sensitive. Yes. And so I set up those. And it's not, to, again, like it's not to say that I'm not available for feedback. Mm -hmm. If any customer is listening, like, you know, I make changes mm -hmm. when people tell me stuff and I'm available to yeah. be corrected and I'm also available to be called forth mm -hmm. to do better. Sure, sure. And... I still, this long into business, <laughs> I like read those and I want to crawl under my desk. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. are you like that too, A? And B, how do you, like, how do you navigate negativity in comments or whatever? Because YouTube, the, the, the comments on YouTube are particularly gnarly. Mm -hmm. I don't personally read them, yeah. nor do I read like Amazon reviews, mm -hmm. things like that. Because just right. like the general public, I'm like, Mm -hmm. whatever but customers I'm always very interested mm -hmm. so yeah what's your experience with the opiniones so <laughs> yes I am like you uh, like wired like that uh -huh. I think that for myself with time it's like okay listen you made a decision to put yourself out there yes in this public space which I think literally at this point pretty much everyone does whether you have an online business or not that's true because that's kind of the world that we live in now but I also you know have placed you know things in place as far as like, you know, if there's something that I need to know, please tell me. But if I don't, like keep me in my happy little bubble so I can focus on like the thousands of people that are so happy, yes, you know, 100%. as opposed to, and it's really easy to really focus on like that one person that said something like Yeah, our brains are negative. wired for that. A hundred percent. What I, okay, so when it comes to comments, this is great. So I asked someone who, you know, they have a huge YouTube channel and a huge business and it's a husband and a wife. And I had a conversation with the husband and he was like, well, that's why these platforms let us delete comments. Oh. And he was like, we, you know, take feedback, 
but you can delete. Right. If somebody's saying something nasty, something that's like ridiculous, you know, it's like one thing if it's like conversation sparking no, or know, like but a different opinion. Sometimes they're saying like, "Show me your boobs." Oh yeah. Delete. <laughs> delete. I, I, I'm actually offended that people don't ask me that. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no. So I, yeah. But you can also just, yeah, and, yeah. and I, listen, I'm saying this publicly. Like there is, there's, and he said it. He was like, there's a reason why we have those tools. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Like, because the other thing is I don't want to give, especially let, let's say it's like gnarly trainer, you know. 3905. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, this is my platform. Yes. I'm not going to go on your platform and be like, hey, dude, you should be like lifting. <laughs> it's like, I'm just not going to do it. So I just think you can also, you can choose to ignore, but yeah. I also don't want to spark a conversation that's ridiculous. Sometimes I'll keep th keep things, you know, like yeah. for sure. And I think that it can be really thought provoking conversation when it's, when it's positive, but yes. you know, and of course customers, it's a different conversation. You know, yes. it's very different. I'm talking about like the overarching, you know, the internet at large. The, inter the internets. <laughs> Humans on the internet, you know? Yeah. It can be a lot. But I think you're right about constructive. Like, I am very available for mm -hmm. a constructive conversation yes. when someone is pointing out something that I missed yes. or giving us a, a helpful suggestion yes. or, you know, any any conversation about, like, if I, if I have a, if I have a, something that I just didn't know, yeah. like very available Absolutely. to be, to or, be told to so I could do better. To make your things better, right? Your products, yes. right? Like we do that all the time. It's like, oh, someone's like, oh, you didn't put X, Y, and Z. And it's like, oh, okay, let's, let's, let's add do that, that you know? Time. So that's great. That's super helpful. But when it's like someone saying like, show me your boobs or like, you know, you're I mean, that one's for, just, yeah. I mean, it's not funny. Like, please don't yeah. leave that comment. But <laughs> I mean, there are one, people leave like really hurtful things yeah. that are just not, there's constructive, constructive at all, and there's not an opportunity to yeah. to grow or exactly. to help other people and to people. expand together. Then yeah. like and you can, and like literally like do that. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that. Just being like delete. Yeah, no, because you know what? Then I don't. It doesn't enter in my sphere of energy. Yeah, you don't get to come like mm -hmm. on my front yard and then yeah. and then throw up. Yeah, no. like I was gonna say poop. You can't <laughs> poop on my front yard. No, no thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so that's so that's funny. Amazing. As we kind of like bring it on home here, I really like to ask this final question, and that is, if you were to be able to go back and tell your maybe your seventeen-year-old self mm -hmm. with your diploma just drying there, <laughs> like headed off to New York yeah. from the Berkshires, or you know somewhere in those early twenties mm -hmm. age, something about money, like a piece of money wisdom that you could deliver to Tracy at that time. What would that be? Wow, that's a great question. I would say, you know, open yourself up to seeing more possibility and, and being open to conversations with others. Like see if someone has a more abundant mindset, hang out with that person. You know, see what they're thinking. So my husband works in finance and he had an opportunity come up and it was, you know, I don't want to give anything like too personal, but like we're you talking can be billions of dollars, right? Billions with a B. And I was like, oh my God, I really hope that he, because I was like, I don't care about the actual income. I care about how does this person think? That's all I want to know is like, what's the difference between a person that has billions of dollars? Not, not even to say that I even want billions of dollars, but how do they think differently? Because that's fascinating to me. So I think just if I could tell my younger self, it's like, just be open to 
conversations and being open to receive and and you know notice how people think because it's just energy all just energy well and to know that there are different paradigms different Mm -hmm. narratives different realities where like I think that a lot of the limitation with money comes from well this just is the way it is Mm -hmm. yes and when we can remain open to like wow that person over there just really operates in a very different way than I do. Or, mm-hmm. wow, how does that person, they have a different scenario. Yeah. And they may not even have a different money reality, but the way they relate to it might be really different and educational. Yeah. So I love that so yeah. much. And just that. being able to, you know, as a mom, like raise my child differently and navigating that. Like, how do you, know, you know? Yeah, I, so I don't I, know. <laughs> okay, that was supposed to be the last question, but I have more. What <laughs> <laughs> is, what do you want to pass along to your daughter in terms of her understanding of how money works, her understanding of how to be a woman in the world yeah. with money. Knowing she's little, you yeah. got time. She's but, four. Yeah, <laughs> she's like four. But still, like, these things that are, you know, our little ones, they are aware oh, yes. of money already. And, yeah, what do you want her to know? I want her to know that she lives in an abundant world. You know, I, I want her to know that money and value – you know, your personal value and how much money you have, it means nothing. It's, those are completely different things. Yes. But I feel really grateful that I have created a life that the possibility and how I feel around money. You know, I grew up like you know, my parents are wonderful people, but it was like a lot of like scarcity mindset. You know, my father was first generation American, you know, grew up very, very poor. So it's very, I really did work to rewire my brain into abundance is everywhere um you know and and so my daughter's getting the benefit of this and she has a mom that thinks this way and you know I also want her to to you know to work and have a work ethic you know that's one thing interesting you know that will be interesting to see how do I navigate that with her in a city like Miami where a lot of young women have a different life path which is you know I'm just gonna say it like sugar baby life and I'm like, oh, no, like we do, you know, like make your own money, you know. And, but I also that's important. So I show her like I work, I make my, you know, I'm I'm creating wealth, you know, for our family. And, and I want her to see that, you know, so when she's like, no, mommy, I want to like don't go to work, you know, and I don't like you. It's like how many hours do I don't know, you know, but yeah, I think it's important for her to see that, you know, I'm contributing to the family and the world, you know, and women yes. have, have wealth and we can do things. Yes, not to mention the fact that your work uplifts women. Yes. I mean, it is helping women fall in love with themselves. It is helping them feel more energized, feel better in their bodies, live longer. And what's possible after that? Like so much more. So thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you for being such a good friend. Where can people find you if they want to follow along and learn about not only how to tone their triceps, but also <laughs> explore the depths of Tracy yes. because it goes so much deeper oh, than that. Thank you. So sweet. Tracy Campoli on all social media. So YouTube, Instagram, those are probably the two that I'm most active on. And, you know, truly now Instagram. So send me a DM. Right. Say that you found me on Plenty. <laughs> thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Kate. My You're pleasure. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of Plenty with my friend Tracy. Ah, it was very nourishing. Very fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Definitely go give Tracy a follow. Her workouts are incredible. 
She also has great, great skincare tips, beauty tips, and fashion advice, and a lot more where that came from. If you liked this episode, please go ahead and screenshot it, tag us, let your friends know, let your social know about Plenty. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you're subscribing. Please leave us a rating, leave us a review. That gets this information out to more people so we can all experience more Plenty together. Thank you for being here, and we will see you on the next episode of Plenty. Woohoo! You made it to the end of an episode of Plenty! Don't you feel expanded already? So if you liked this episode, go ahead and leave us a review. Subscribe to the podcast, text a friend, and let them know they need to listen in. That helps us spread the word so more people can experience Plenty together. And if you want to ease your path to creating wealth, I created a money breakthrough guide for you where I interviewed over 20 of my high earning women friends and I asked them what their biggest money breakthrough guide was and the responses were so mind blowing and helpful, I knew I needed to pass them along to you. This is the kind of thing that is often only shared behind closed doors, but now you can access it totally for free. So head over to katenorthrup.com forward slash breakthroughs and get the guide. Again, that's katenorthrup.com forward slash breakthroughs. And I'll see you next time for plenty.